I'm Professor Neil Feinstein, and this is Conversations with the Creators. Sponsored by St. John's Master's Program in Integrated Advertising Communications, ideas thrive here. Today, I'm conversing with a mid-tier influencer, Hiro Lendazuri. I said that right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, If you spent the pandemic working on your yoga practice like I did, uh, you might have come across Hiro's videos on Instagram and YouTube. Honestly, he's amazing. Um, And he actually has a fascinating backstory. Hiro was studying to become a surgeon, a heart surgeon, right? Right. And uh, he realized that that was not his life's cause. So after much soul searching, Hero came to the realization that there was a um, intersection between his fascination with medicine and his deep passion for yoga, and that was healing the body. Uh, So he launched Body Smart Yoga. Uh, Pre-pandemic, Hero was had a thriving business, traveling the world, teaching workshops and retreats, uh, and then the world stopped, and so did Hero's business. Uh, yeah, so he took the opportunity, but but this is a great story because he took the opportunity to retool, and he seems to be coming out of the pandemic stronger than he was before the pandemic. So today we're going to focus on that transformation and how he built a following on social media. And that following is getting him far behind, far beyond where he was before the big pandemic. Yes. Hi, Hero. How are you? Hi. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It. And thank you for doing this. So, um, so for me, food, like my life surround, it lives around food and there's always <laughs> a food analogy. So let's get started by setting the table. Okay. <laughs> right? So would you just quickly talk about your business before the pandemic, you know, what you did, uh, who was following you then, uh, and what were your sources of income? How did you, how did you become, how yeah. did you pay for your food every day? <laughs> for sure. Um, so after I left medicine, I'm skipping over a few things, but I got into creating content for other influencers, specifically in the fitness yoga space, uh, because way back when, before before medicine, I actually owned a photography company. So I used to shoot um, nightclubs, events, music artists like LMFAO, if you remember them, or mm-hmm. Will I Am, people like that. Um, so when I found out about this whole Instagram thing, I was like, Oh, okay. Everyone's photos aren't that high quality. I could, I could totally do this and it would be an easy gig. And, uh, I started falling in love with like pattern recognition and, and trying to figure out the algorithm and all that, all that jazz that comes with social media and social media growth. Um, so I was working with someone who, who is, pretty prominent in the yoga community. And she kind of gave me free reign to test out any ideas that I had. And it worked extremely well for her. So essentially what I did was I was like, okay, it's been great working for you, but I'm going to do this with my own brand. And um, I started pushing forward with, with 
the yoga yoga business, at least just sharing online. And my intentionality with with my yoga was just to show people, I, I guess you can call it a smarter way of practicing because I do have quite a bit more medical knowledge or anatomy knowledge than a normal person. Uh, a normal yoga teacher, to put in perspective, you might get around 10 hours if it's a anatomy focused teacher training in yoga. I mean, 10 hours was one night of studying in medical school. So, so for me, uh, you, you're just not really going to find someone who's going to invest a quarter million dollars into anatomy training and then just go off and become a yoga teacher. So, so I figured there, there, was, there was something, I was in a unique spot here. Um, and my demographic when I started teaching um, was mostly yoga teachers. That's who were interested yoga teachers who are hungry to learn a bit more anatomy because what happens when you teach for a while is you start getting students or customers, clients asking like, Hey, I got this injury. What do I do? Or I have this weird sensation. What is it? And uh, a lot of it isn't covered in a normal yoga teacher training. So I would say about over 95% of the people who showed up to all my workshops were yoga teachers. And I taught, um, I did a tour in 2019 where I taught in a different country every weekend for almost 10 months. And uh, yeah, it was, it was almost exclusively yoga teachers, which was really, really cool. I think I just, um, I think I just saw this weekend a picture of you in was it Thailand Bangkok <laughs> yeah that was, that was amazing yeah Bangkok is is up there on my um uh most followed country for my social media but to, to answer your question a lot of my income came from uh clothing sponsorship from Aloe Yoga they pay the bills uh I tried to focus a little bit less on other sponsorships and affiliates just because I feel like it decreases the consumer's trust of the people who follow me. So I really wanted to push forward on like, let me hone in on one thing and get real clear about that message. And for me, that was, I teach teachers or I teach people who, who really care about yoga as a part of their lifestyle. So we just went, my team and I went all in on producing content dedicated to that. Um, my sponsorship with Aloe Yoga is great because I don't really need to do anything that's too fashion forward. They're like, post whatever you want, just wear Aloe. And I was like, okay, great. This works. This is in alignment. For and me. it's great clothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. So uh, most of my revenue came from um, teaching teaching special events, teaching privates, and then teaching um, trainings and festivals and workshops. And that is, uh, it, it's an interesting time for yoga teachers right now, because in the past, when you, when you say yoga teacher, the thought that you associate with what a yoga teacher makes is like pretty low, pretty, pretty minimal. Right. But now we're in an age where our audience isn't limited to a yoga studio that holds 50 people. Now it's unlimited because you have social media. 
So is that a is that a result of I mean the pandemic pushed all of these it closed all these studios and pushed all of these teachers you know every single teacher now is doing Zoom classes whether they're doing it for their yoga studio or on their own is that a result of that Yeah well I mean I was really lucky that I was working for a yoga influencer pre-pandemic, like pre-working on my brand. And I just saw how much revenue she was bringing in from her online community. That, because uh, for a period, a transition period, I was still consulting other companies or other influencers uh, around building their social media presence. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I just couldn't stress enough. Like you really need to be pushing for uh, gaining that super fan relationship with your online followers. Like just put as much energy as humanly possible into it and uh, it won't disappoint. But but, I mean, one of the things that, you know, it it was interesting um, as I was doing my research on you, I did, you know, best yoga, I Googled best yoga teachers out there and from what I could see in this, they came, I came up with 100 best yoga teachers, only two of them, and this is from, I think it was the list was from either 2018, only two of them had an online presence yeah. recognized. But, you know, we're talking about a brand mm-hmm. and we're talking about pushing that brand out to, you know, we live in a world where barriers and they don't exist. I mean, I was, I was on one of your calls couple of weeks ago and I'm looking at the one of you I'm sorry one of your online um, your Instagram live that's what it was mm. I'm looking at all the um, places that everybody was calling for it that's you know you so how do you reach those people you can only reach them online yeah yeah you 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 can only reach them online unless you decide to do a world tour which is very very energetically taxing um but with the online, you can release something that's a bit more evergreen, like a program. Like I released the HIPS program. And if you set up your funnel system correctly, it could be extremely profitable, right? So, so, so let, me, let, me just, let me just kind of set this up for the people who are listening. Yeah. So the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. you are now making decisions. All right, how am I going to... How am I going to pay for my heroes in Los Angeles? How am I going to pay for Los Angeles prices for real estate for whatever? And so what are the decisions you made in, you know, March and April and May of 2000 of 2020, right? Yeah. I can tell you for me personally, um, and this is, and, and I'll go into what other teachers did, but for me personally, I did very, very well. Uh, on tour, it was uh, it was extremely profitable. So it afforded me the time to kind of take a sabbatical, um, and I decided to work on other projects that I was passionate about, like building Pranafuel, which is an adaptogen company, um, as well as a couple other businesses. Um, for for a lot of yoga teachers, though, the shift was was uh, I mean, it. it they started realizing just how much, how little working in a studio made sense, right? Mm-hmm. Because even though the studio is paying you, they're taking a little bit off the top, right? And an average yoga teacher will probably get paid anywhere between 20 and 
50 bucks on average if you're not an influencer. Um, whereas if you, if you do a Zoom class, you're paying maybe, I don't know, $2,000 a year, a year for, for web hosting or the platform. But you can charge your students anything that you want. We'll say 10 bucks per class, but the classroom size is unlimited. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, yeah. almost everyone that I know, they're like, I'm never teaching in a yoga studio again. It just, it just doesn't make sense, right? So, 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 but the important part of that, for that math equation to work is you need, you need followers. Correct. You need people to know, oh, Hero is teaching, uh, you know, or is doing, right. or, or is offering this online yes. option. So how did yeah. you do that? How did you, when, coming into the yeah. pandemic, do you know what your following was? Yeah, it was around, I, th I think maybe around 100,000. And that's on Instagram. You're primarily on, on, on Instagram, Instagram, right? Yeah, primarily on Instagram. Uh, honestly, I just didn't have the bandwidth to hit the other platforms. Right. And um, I just wanted to really, really double down on where I was already doing well. Um, yeah, so it was around a hundred thousand. And then I just took that time off to do a bit of research in different industries, different verticals of what's going viral. Why is it going viral? Uh, who has really good engagement and try to figure out what their conversion was. And then if I could take the common elements from each of these industries and, and apply it to yoga, then I would have something that's really unique. Right. So when I applied that, I think in the first few months, I gained maybe over a hundred thousand followers. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, uh, I mean, look, everyone's always talking about understanding the algorithm, the algorithm. I, I personally think that's not the way to go. Understand consumer psychology and yes. The algorithm is the algorithm, right? But if you can get into the mind of what your consumer wants to see and who your consumer is, building a very, very solid, a sound avatar so that you're targeting a very specific person or a niche, then you can establish a business that's like relevant and doing well, right? But if you're all over the place and doing TikTok dances, but also do, teaching yoga, but also making food, right. it's like going to a Mexican restaurant and they're offering sushi and burritos and sandwiches. You know, it's just it's it's not very focused. So 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 you're so you're you're approaching this like a marketer. I mean, you really yeah. are. There's a, it's a very systematic. So who is my customer? What was what does my customer care about? And then building out the content that will be relevant to your customer. Do you right. mind talking a little bit? Is it, can you take us in, into, can you introduce us to your avatar? Does, does she, uh, I assume it's a she, there are more yeah, female yeah, yoga instructors, right? Correct, yeah, so, so yes, most of my followers are, are female. Um, my avatar is actually changing a little bit, but the one that I built, her name was Stephanie and she was, 32 years old, lives in Hong Kong in a high-rise building. She works as uh, in marketing and she does yoga almost every day. 
she has a boyfriend that she's been living with for two years and a dog. I don't remember the name, but she. <laughs> so the dog even had a name. That's right. Great. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, we get into her personality type, what she does on the weekends, what she ideally would like to do in her life, and what are those limiting beliefs that are preventing her from, from going after it. So we went really in detail because essentially, I, I, I notice a lot of people who do social media, when they speak to their people, their followers, they say, hey, guys, like, hey, all of you. But if you think about the consumer, it's just you and your cell phone, right? So to draw a bit of a closer connection, instead of saying, hey, y'all, you should say, hey, you, one person. And if you speak to your avatar, even if the person who's watching is doesn't fit in that model of being your avatar, they're at least going to feel like you're talking to them. Mm -hmm. Right. And if they do fit into somewhat of that avatar model that you've established, then they're going to feel like you're really, really speaking to them, right. you know, right. and that sure. creates a bond and a connection. Yeah. So what, what ends up happening is if you a hundred percent believe in a product that you put out, then the chances that they'll be aligned with that are, are high. You know? So I just, you know, so you, you had talked earlier on about authenticity and right. I often say, what is authenticity? And I just heard a definition just today, as a matter of fact, of authenticity is I know it when I see it. Like it's a gut feeling. Um, you know, is this the kind of thing that you do when when the lights are out, when you know, when you're when you're in your house and the the, the cameras are off? That and and so that's important to you, isn't it? It it is. It is. And um, I feel like I learned it the hard way because I am extremely intentional about all the content that goes out on my social media and it is very taxing energetically. Yeah. So the only way to do this and have it be sustainable is to make it as energetically easy as possible. And if you're speaking in this yoga voice all day long on your Instagram, it's not sustainable at right. all. Right. So for me, I'm going to talk to the camera the way that I would talk to a friend if we're out in a restaurant. Right. And that to me is going to turn this whole work experience into a fun one because right? I, I get to talk to people or a person. Um, Stephanie. <laughs> the, Stephanie, the way that I the way that I would on any given any given day, you know, and that that's yeah. Yeah. So, so that so that's great. So then that leads you to the kind of content that you create. What what are some of the decisions that you made about that uh, about your content that you can you know give us a for example? Uh, okay, so I think a good ex example is anyone who's seriously trying to create content on social media will use my field, for example, yoga. Mm -hmm they see you, you'll, you'll maybe see on your feed five different video examples of videos that are going viral. And there may be like are some dances or some weird stuff where they're just showing off their practice. And for me, that doesn't feel very aligned, right? Like I, I don't want 
I don't want my Instagram to be about what I can do. Mm -hmm. I want my Instagram to be about what I can teach you. Mm -hmm. So um, to answer your question, it's, it's, you, you, you gotta really be aligned and focused with what your intention is for your social media and then just stick to it. Now you can alter little uh, superficial things like music choice is, is a huge factor. If you're doing something really challenging, but you're playing like a, I don't know, sound bath music, that's, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Right. So um, understanding that the consumer is going to experience your con content on a visual uh, auditory and if you know what whatever all, all your senses and having all those elements aligned um, then you can create something that's very entertaining even though it's educational and usually something educational is not something that people want to look at when when they're taking a break from work or or have a few minutes off of of their day so so as as far as uh intentionality with my content it 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 goes deep. I spend hours searching for music um, and I'll create a library of music and then I'll have an idea of what kind of videos are going to go with the music. I'll maybe do a tutorial of something that's a bit harder if the song is a bit catchier, higher BPMs. Um, like even creating the intro because it goes so deep like you're, you're creating just like reading a story or watching a movie there's an intro there's a climax there's a resolution whatever creating that same kind of format in 60 seconds or less is is, is what i try to do so and it worked out really well yeah so i can you know attest because i follow you <laughs> you're you you don't show videos of you doing ridiculous poses that right. that you know that a normal person may not or not a, a person who doesn't practice as often as you do may not be able to do your videos are hi today i'm going to talk about this subject and here are a couple of drills that can help you with this subject and you've got a you've got a, a swipe through to the next one and you maybe have three or four and because you are a teacher these are tutorials and right. it reinforces what you offer it's you with your your personality coming through. You're not using um, language that um, is unapproachable to to the audience to the normal person, um, and it speaks to yoga people at any any level because you're not right. talking about some far off concept. You're talking about a very specific thing to do that will help you with this thing, right? Right, and, and it's, uh, I think one of the biggest challenges to creating the content was creating something that is accessible for everyone. Right. So the way that I, that I do it is I, I split it up into separate videos. It's called a carousel where you can put multiple videos in one post. And uh, I, I just create different levels, right? So here's here today, we're working on your chest. And if you're really flexible, Go to level four if you're brand new to yoga try level one and then here's level two and three on your journey yeah so i, I think people appreciate that especially now that uh social media is pretty saturated everyone's a content creator um 
my take on it is let me produce something that just feels better for the consumer. So higher production video, higher production audio. Um, I got like relevant licensed music, license-free music on there and uh, easy to follow along, very concise. So now the process is pretty fast, but when I was developing this, it was definitely hours, hours of editing, hours. <laughs> well, cre well, creation is not easy. You know, just because you have a Mac doesn't mean you can do it quickly. <laughs> And, right. and and making it look good is even harder. So, right. So 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 let's so so you built these videos and your fan and your um your followers seem to be growing. You're now in the three hundred thousand range, right? Close. Yeah. Close. 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 Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll send a few emails. We'll see if we can get it over. <laughs> over. We'll show it to my students. All my students yeah. who practice yoga will start following you. Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> of course. Um, Tell me, do you use any other media or is it primarily social media? And is it your own social media? You don't pay for advertising? No, I don't, I don't buy followers. I don't pay for advertising. I don't, I don't do any of that stuff. It's, <laughs> I mean, look, you, you can, it's, I got nothing against it. Do whatever you want with your business. But for me, I run, my whole team runs analytics twice a week and we have meetings around it so we can gauge how we're doing and if you have bots or or dead followers or followers that you got from sweepstakes or whatever that that data is skewed right so i think because i've stayed true to that model now i can i can split up my content into two different ways there are times when i'm focused on growth and there are times when i'm focused on conversion and you can create two different videos that, that do two different things. Um, so when you so let's be clear, conversion means, so you have, well, I see now you're going to start up, you're going to start touring again. So maybe it'll be to attend your workshop. Where did I see one in Copenhagen? Sounds right. Like, yeah. Right? yeah. Germany, Germany is the one. <laughs> it's just yeah. during, school is running then. <laughs> um, yeah. And um you also have some online, you also have some um, online um, offerings. So right. that's conversion too, right? Right, right, right. So conversion to me means if they're going to come out to my workshops, if they're going to buy my program, right. that, that to me is conversion. Um, it's less entertaining, less sexy content. Um, but for the people who are actually going to buy, it's extremely valuable. So maybe I'll do... To put in perspective, the sweet spot for a reel is 17 seconds. Mm -hmm. So because that's the attention span of a lot of us today, or, or technically it's more like 3.2 seconds, but 17 seconds is a sweet spot. Um, if I know that I want to get a higher rate of conversion, then I'm going to do an IGTV instead that's four minutes long. But I'm really going to break down a specific topic so that the consumer understands, oh, he really knows what he's talking about on this topic. Maybe I should go take his workshop. So it may get less views, it may get less likes, but whoever does view it and watch all the way through, um, I'm pretty convinced that they'll be, they'll be sold on the fact that like, maybe I can actually help them in their journey in whatever, teaching better yoga or their own practice, their knee injury, whatever the case may be. So right. it's, it's a quality versus quantity kind of thing. 
Can I talk to you? So, so you, so you did a little promotional thing fairly recently. You had yes. the um, the hip drill. Was that correct? Correct. Right. And yeah. you were giving away. You gave away gift certificates. Was it or or yeah, prize, prizes? So, mm -hmm. talk I, a little bit about what it was, how it did, how you measured it. You know, and what was your conversion? If you, you know, if you feel comfortable. <laughs> The danger is I happen to follow you obsessively, so I know a lot about you. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. This is this is great. I, I'm just I'm just laughing because I, I think you're the first person outside of my team that that I'm actually going to talk about the behind the scenes. On oh, this. I love that. Um, great. Yeah. So so here's the reality. I first released the hips program um a while ago but i didn't implement a proper funnel system i didn't do it properly at all so the sales were they weren't bad they weren't bad at all but um a, a dear friend of mine who does this for a living i don't know if you follow her her name is doc jen fit she's a physical therapist i've seen you i've seen her on right. your yeah she's a buddy of yeah she's yeah. she's like fantastic she crushes it on the online space okay. i mean her revenue is insane so we were just hanging out and she was like hey i noticed that you didn't implement any of the things that i taught you and i was like no i didn't i was a little lazy if i'm honest and she was like how about we run a little experiment and i'm like okay and she was like do it my way and re-release the content just slightly different. So you're not filming anything new, not a new program, but just do it my way and uh, set up a proper funnel. I'll help you through the whole process. So her and her husband helped me through everything. And uh, long story short, yeah, we made more than just putting it out there. So when I say like implement a solid funnel system and it can really pay off, it, it can really, really pay off. So to put in perspective, uh, just from those two soft launches, I mean, that covered probably like three months worth of touring Wow! that I would normally do just from 12 days of, of promotions combined between the two launches. And granted, the first time I didn't do it properly. So we've already ran projections for the next launch and, and how we're going to do it and the next launch is going to be in September right. and uh, we've already started prepping for it three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. We started pre-production two months ago uh -huh. and, and the projections are, I, I can tell you, it'll be, it'll be in a week during the sale. It'll probably be about the same as a whole year's worth of touring. That's fantastic. And, um, yeah, I, I, I can't, I was like just shy of making seven figures on tour. Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah, it's, it's, then that's why I say like, man, social media is the way to go. Even, even if you're not teaching yoga, it could be anything, but it's a lot of people view it as, oh, that's extra work. It's free leads. Right. You're, you're putting out what you love to do for free. And the followers that you get are organic. And even if it's not a lot, I, I know someone who only has two or 3,000 followers and she makes six figures right. just off of that, right? So, 
So, you know, and even one lesson from that is that you've taken clearly, and we've talked about it earlier, is that you are not like anybody else out there. Nobody else, yeah. nobody else out there is talking about, uh, is talking about the body, healing the body, um, alignment, all those things that, co that come to you through your, through your training, your medical and your anatomy training, right. combined with your passion for, for this beautiful it's not a sport i mean it's athletic but it's not a sport right it's yeah like the yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a way yeah. of life in some ways oh, that sounds that sounds so <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> well i mean here's the thing about yoga it's it's uh i think it's a beautiful practice if you're new to it um the nature of any body though your body will adjust and acclimate to any modality, any movement pattern that you do repetitively. Now, if you're only, only focused on flexibility though, your body is so much more than that. You have joints that require stability, that you have certain muscles that really need strength. And where I think the fault in yoga is, is a lot of newer teachers or old school teachers only focus on flexibility and that creates a lot of imbalances in the body. Right. But you think of that, that's all, your flexibility is almost the point of entry because anybody who walks into a yoga class for their first time, they say, oh, I want to be more flexible. Mm -hmm. That seems Correct. to be the mindset in there. And then once you've done it for a year or so, you realize, oh, well, the breath is part of it. Oh, you know, there's just so much more. Like you could probably do more than you think you could do if you've got the, the right alignment. You may not have the musculature but you may be able to hold this, this arm balance because if you do it right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's really interesting and, and maybe it's a, it's a bit unique for me because I got to see this firsthand. Um, when you're working in heart surgery, the people who are coming in to get heart surgery, sure. they're not really doing well no. physically. They're not. So you see these patients walking into the hospital and they are, they can barely walk if they can walk at all. Normally they're morbidly obese. So their range of motion is, is not good. Um, getting them to sit in a wheelchair or get on a gurney is a process. Um, but as soon as you put them under anesthesia, you can move them however you want. So if you relate that back to the yoga practice, is it really our muscles that are tight? Because all we did was we calmed the mind, we put you to sleep, right? And now you're as flexible as a rhythmic gymnast. Mm -hmm. How does that work, right? So really it's not so much the muscles. And if you can really, really tap into the mind and, and how much the emotions are playing into all of it, um, then you're onto something. Then you have flexibility without doing anything that might be unhealthy for your body. Now, in order to get to that place, you have to be willing to get a bit uncomfortable with, with, with your breath, your mind, your emotions and all that stuff. So, um, with body smart yoga, it, we do a lot of, we call active stretches which is a ton of engagement and it's uncomfortable. No one really wants to do it. If anyone has experienced physical therapy, it's, it's like physical therapy and yoga mixed together. Yeah. Um, 
But what that does is it does provide you with some of the tools that you need in order to achieve that flexibility that you want, because so much more of it is in your head than, than you think. So much more. That's fantastic. So I want to, I, I, I see, I'm looking at keeping, like, yeah, sorry. Of time. I, so I, 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 you I, and I, we've had so many <laughs> conversations, I think you could go for it. But there's two things I want to sort of do in closing. One, like I said, you're, you're, um, you're starting to, to, to travel again. And yeah. so um, whatever comes up in January, if it's not too ridiculous, I'll meet you in person. Awesome. <laughs> Wherever. Awesome. Um, but do you, do you put a little pl quick little plug for some of your, some of your upcoming retreats. And then the, the last question is, um, what is, what is the piece of advice about social media? Let's, you know, make, to okay. that you would that every one of my students just has to like listen to and take it to a game. So okay, uh, so first the plugs. Um, I am doing a Europe tour in October as, and I'll be teaching at a couple yoga festivals, and I'll be teaching my own private like uh, trainings in London and Sweden. That's in October uh, for twenty twenty two. There's a few conversations. You're the first person that's gonna know about it, but <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of talk about me partnering up with a buddy of mine who teaches a lot of teacher trainings um, in, in London. And he kind of wants me to come in for a day throughout most of those trainings. So it looks like I'll be in Europe a lot in, in 2022. Probably I'm guessing about four months out of the year, but along the way to Europe, we were talking about the East Coast. Yeah, we're yeah, New, New York is right in there, right? It's right. Stop by and say hello. <laughs> come exactly. on. So I'll, I'll make you, <laughs> I come up to my place, I'll make you one of those black bean burgers I was telling you about. I would, I would oh, love that. so good. <laughs> I would love that. We start with uh, food, we end with food. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, sounds like a great day to eat. <laughs> so yeah. share some advice, please. Yeah, as far as advice, you really, really just got to put it out there. I mean, I have, uh, I actually have severe social anxiety, but so uh, of course I'm afraid of being judged, but you, you just, you just got to put it out there. It doesn't matter if you know that your photos are, are crap, your video skills are crap, like you're insecure about the stuff that you're talking about. And most of the time you're insecure because it's something that you really care about, but you're afraid of being judged. You got to put it out anyway. And if you don't like it, just go home and study and figure out how to deliver the message in a way that you want. And it's a journey, right? I think a lot of people expect really, really fast results um, in the way that they want it. And they're not willing to be patient with themselves. So one is just be so diligent put it out there every day, whatever you, it is that you want to make your social media about, and then be patient with yourself in the learning process. And I can tell you the story that most people will create for themselves is that it's just not worth it, but it is a hundred percent worth it. It's, it's, um, I, I thought I always wanted to be a surgeon and a doctor, but seeing what, it also came with like never seeing sunlight and um, always being at the hospital, not having a personal life, 
this allows the freedom of doing whatever you want exactly the way that you want it um, with probably way more revenue than than you would you would get anywhere else and and that kind of freedom ultimately is why we all work so hard right we work hard so that we have the freedom the option to do whatever we want so i'm a huge fan i i think i think there's there's a world where we can make social media uh entertaining and educational and meaningful not just 16 year olds dancing in a skirt mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm willing to to do my part to try and make that uh make that a thing and and you are you're doing a great job and, and i appreciate and it that's excellent advice and thank you and you and you were just excellent to be on this podcast thank you thank really you honest. Honest. Thank, thank you thank you for having me oh of course <laughs> <laughs>